0: Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi everyone, today I'm talking with Laura Hanlon and Adam Smith about how they help increase e-commerce stores' bottom lines. Laura has been the founder and co-director of Pink Leopard, e-commerce growth acceleration agency for the last eight years. Laura's driven and passionate about getting under the skin of e-commerce businesses and helping them grow to seven and eight figures. She has run her own e-commerce store for two years, so she understands every aspect of running a successful store. She has been in the trenches with her clients. She loves sharing her knowledge and passion for e-commerce and how to grow via paid ads and email marketing. She's also passionate about female-founded businesses, being a female entrepreneur. Adam Smith is the co-director of growth marketing agency Pink Leopard. As a thought leader in creating advertising strategies for e-commerce brands, Adam takes Time to understand the requirements and direction of each business he consults with to be able to make considered recommendations for businesses to thrive online. He is passionate about building a people-focused agency that attracts, retains, and cultivates the best talent to ensure client satisfaction. Outside of work, he stays busy spending time with his two young girls. Welcome, Adam and Laura.
1: Hello. Oh. Thanks for having us.
0: So how did you guys get to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So,
2: well, I I think it was the same for Adam and I. We always knew that we kind of had a deep desire to have our own business of some sort. But I guess we kind of came into the agency world by accident. Um, I actually used to work in retail. I used to work for a couple of big retailers in the in the UK. I ended up moving over to Australia, and I, I fell into network marketing, which kind of led me into creating my own brand and really kind of understanding the power of social media. So then I did some consultancy for other brands with social media because I was getting a lot of good traction. And then cut a a bit of a long story short, I ended up really focusing on the paid side of advertising because working with certain clients, I realized that was the, the best way to help them achieve their goals, really, which was to grow and scale. Obviously, my background in retail anyway, I already had a real love for for online um, e-commerce stores well, and retail in general um, but then coupled with the love of marketing that really then kind of propelled me forward into wanting to, to have an agency and to serve more and more clients so yeah I started working with a lot of e-commerce stores and getting really good results and then I kind of was really a busy contractor essentially I also then started my own e-commerce store alongside of what I was doing um, with the marketing clients because I wanted to kind of be in the trenches with my clients but yeah as I came to a bit of a, a halt because I was so busy and obviously wearing so many hats and luckily well Adam and I have been friends for quite some time and we kind of grew up in the same area have known each other for a long while and Adam was a, a bit of a crossroads in his journey as I said like he always knew that he wanted something of his own as well and he had amazing complementary skill sets to what I had being in business development and also employee engagement. Um, And it was kind of like a really amazing opportunity that we then came together and sort of in a way, yeah, grew Pink Leopard 2.0 and hired a team and kind of that's where we are as an agency today.
0: That's fun. Yeah. So did you sell off your e-commerce business or just kind of close the doors on it?
2: Yeah, I sold it off to, to my business partner. So he's still running it now, but it was just... Yeah, I, I I guess I thought I could I could do the two businesses at the same time, but it was just diluting diluting my focus. So yeah, it was great for the couple of years that we were running it, but then I decided to just really focus on the agency. But we have actually just started a new venture with another e commerce company in fashion. So <laughs> I thought we could learn my lesson very well.
0: <laughs> well, now that you have this more under wraps, maybe, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe you have time for that one. Exactly. (laughs) So who would you guys say is your ideal avatar?
1: I would say, as Laura said, we we work with a lot of female founded businesses with with products that that appeal to a female audience. And when we take a look at who's stays with us the longest and who we do kind of the best work with, it tends to fit that criteria, which works really well because the uh, the bulk of the Pink Leopard team are predominantly female. So. They're kind of the customers of the brands that we work with. But we do have set criteria that we need um, for each client that we bring on. Um, We want to make sure that they do have a good good product, a a good store that's aesthetically pleasing, good reviews, good social proof, strong average order value. So there's lots of kind of boxes that need to be ticked in in order for us to to actually work with them. Uh, But yeah, generally, it's these uh, female founded businesses with female-oriented products.
0: How do you guys get in front of
1: them? So we have a few different channels. So we do our own email marketing. We work with a couple of lead generation agencies that actually do um, some outreach for us. Um, Laura is doing a great job at the moment in terms of her own kind of content marketing and getting herself more visible across TikTok, across Instagram, across LinkedIn, and then referrals as well. So we've got a um, a referral program for our clients and then also trying to network ourselves as much as possible within that space to get our, our names out and about there.
0: Fun. Are there a few kind of like common mistakes that you see your clients making or ideal cl- clients making?
1: Yeah, we do. We see that, I think a lot of... Um, e store owners that we work with they they think they can do a little bit of everything where they may be they're really good at running their own business and and making that work and when it comes to marketing sometimes they feel as though that they can take that take on that sorry take on that as well Um, but inevitably wearing too many hats is going to get them to burn out and they're going to be doing a mediocre job across a range of different things so when they come to us they It's better for them to see an agency like Pink Leopard as a real kind of vehicle for their growth and and a support arm for them and a brand new department for their business rather than just giving Facebook ads a go or trying their hand at email. Coming to some experts is, is a better move for them. We also find as well some of our clients look at marketing channels in silos. So. They will kind of compare Facebook against Google and say, well, if Google is performing better, let's put more money into Google. Whereas we say you need to see them as a joined up approach and holistic and working in tandem. You'll get excellent results. So Facebook, for example, might be fueling the growth, whereas Google might be picking up some of those extra customers when they actually search for those brands with intent. So making sure that our clients know that being visible on a number of different platforms is a much better way to go rather than um, just working with one particular platform in isolation.
0: Mm -hmm. Use them in tandem together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok are massive discovery engines for, um, for customers. You know, we're introduced to brands that we don't know exist every day on those platforms. But then when you can then be interested in that brand and then the next day go to google them and say oh yeah i remember that brand i'd like to learn more about them that's how they're working well together and then if you pop in your email address to get you know 10 percent off on a pop-up you're then being retargeted um via email so collectively they all work really really well together
2: i was just gonna say just to add to that it's really really hard for any business to look at them in silos from an attributional perspective as well there's you know it's it's just so difficult to say well if you're doing if you're doing facebook um Google, and email, for example, it's hard to say, well, it's just Facebook that's performing, so um you know we shouldn't do Google or we shouldn't do email because it's it's very hard to track individual aspects, and that's kind of even why there's a there is
0: this greater need to have an omni channel approach, and it's great when you can get their email because then let's say you you own that traffic source right instead of trying to have to rely on algorithms to get in front of people
2: yeah exactly and some strategies that we'll run with clients are from a paid perspective we might just run the top top of funnel traffic so um to acquire new customers and bring them into the funnel so to to cold audiences who have never heard of the the brand before but then just use the email once we've collected their email address to retarget them and also to then continue to keep marketing to them to increase the the lifetime value essentially so it's such a powerful powerful platform in that regard
0: and a great spot to be able to warm them up to you right the no like and trust aspect
2: yeah absolutely um that's that's a, a huge part of it and i some of our kind of best work is uh, when we we build welcome the automated flows um in in clavio for our clients and that's really about ensuring that once somebody comes into your world as a brand that you are building that relationship with them and you know showing them a bit behind the scenes or you're telling them a bit about who you are and why the business has started. And that's again another really powerful way that email
0: works. Which is really nice and handy. <laughs> yeah so if you it <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so what are some big goals you guys are looking to achieve over the next year or two so well sort of monetary wise we're we're really looking to we've got some we're on
2: track to hit quite a big goal we'll be at the biggest sort of um targets we've we've achieved in March, which is the end of our financial year and then within the next the next year so by march twenty four we want to double our revenue but we want to double the revenue but ensure that our team isn't doubling in size so that we are more profitable. Um, We also are venturing heavily into the world of TikTok so becoming um, a key player and the number one TikTok agency in the UK is a huge focus and area of opportunity for us and then really alongside that just for Pink Leopard to continue to be an amazing place to work and taking our our team on that journey with us. I guess is a yeah, a huge element to obviously not only revenue goals, but making sure that the team come on the journey with us too. Which
0: would definitely be helpful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really would. <laughs> so, how would those goals change your business?
1: So, I think it would give us some diversification, a bit of a attraction of, of different types of businesses. So, being able to really capitalize and, and crack the world of TikTok um, because it is a newer platform kind of less sophisticated than Facebook and Instagram is right now, but there's lots of moving parts to it. Um, There's lots of elements to get right, which is why, you know, there's definitely lots of agencies and businesses, you know, jumping on TikTok and 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 doing an okay job but I think there's a lot more to go with TikTok to really crack it and nail it so I think being able to be um a bit of a frontrunner agency that's doing TikTok really really well will attract some bigger and um Uh, some bigger clients for us uh, which we can then naturally sell them different services and really become their their marketing department by doing that Um, and then from a from a people perspective because I'm very much on the same page as Laura when it comes to um, one of our you know major goals and why we set out on this journey together is to create a wonderful place to work and give people fantastic careers and journeys um, and doing stuff that they love so continuing You know, when you've got that kind of outlook as an agency, it helps you to attract and and retain the best talent, um, which has a knock on effect to the performance of of clients. But it helps you build that culture further, bring in more fantastic people to the agency, which um, is only ever going to be a positive.
0: And company culture, even if it's all virtual, is still huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've got a bit of a hybrid. So um, we've got a global team, but with kind of a, a core team that sits in in our office, sort of locally in Birmingham. So we do have a hybrid with with those that are local, that they come into an office once a week, and it's great to get some face time with them. But the majority of the team, yeah, they are remote. Um, but I think we do a really good job by utilizing Slack and having regular updates about the business and and where we're at and our vision and and direction and also we have a very kind of democratic agency we bring people in and ask them what they think is best for the agency so everyone feels as though they've got a real part to play in it but yeah working remotely uh, can be a bit of a challenge but I do think that's something that we do really really well at Pink Leopard.
0: Well that's good congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think is the number one roadblock that's stopping you from reaching your goals?
2: I'd probably say that it's been taking on the wrong clients at times. So uh, we're more selective now than we'd ever been. But there was a time, especially through the pandemic, we obviously e-commerce was a huge growth area um when people couldn't go into into stores and so they were they were buying from online stores and there was a real kind of boom and we actually took on quite a lot of the wrong clients during that period um, i guess because they were they'd artificially grown and weren't necessarily the clients that we would we would choose today but doing so bringing on the wrong clients just creates all sorts of problems in the business Um, this kind of then really impacted us post COVID, when the when the lockdowns were eased and everyone was um you know allowed freely to go back into retail stores um but also we then had a huge change in in our industry with with facebook ads with the ios changes um and the changes in the in the privacy and data sharing and so taking on the wrong clients really impacted us then because we we had quite a lot of clients drop off um because they weren't right businesses for us in the in the first place and they weren't necessarily an area where at a level where they were able to grow and scale and we probably helped them grow and scale too quickly. So now, so I think really we've kind of realigned and we're really, really clear on, you know, the, the clients who we do take on and they have, as, as Adam had already said, they've got kind of certain criterias and that's really, I think going to be the, the focus to help us to reach our, our goals and kind of hit the next level.
0: Speaking of your customers and staff, um, or your clients mm-hmm. do you have any tips on retaining clients yeah I mean retention
2: is a is a huge one for us and it's something that we're always talking about um, something that we actually have done more recently and we actually spoke about it was a, a topic on a podcast we were on the other day is that we've we've actually sort of grown into different different areas um so not just we were very much just facebook ads for e-commerce businesses but relying solely on one channel being facebook was was kind of very very rocky and very risky and you know that was shown proven to us during the the pandemic and through the ios changes so we actually grew into offering google as a service and offering email as a service and that has literally hugely increased our retention rates so i'd say that's obviously one side from a, a service base but then the other side is we we're and it's something we're always improving but I think the the key part of retention is is the service that you offer to your clients when they come on board so obviously they're really excited during the sales process and bringing them into the team so from going from the sales process to them signing we then have like a really sort of strict system that we follow From our account managers, then all the way to meeting the team for the first sort of 30 to 60 days to make them feel loved, and you know, to make them really realize that this was a really great decision joining our agency, because that is the 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 sweet spot and the vital part. I feel like if you get that wrong, you've lost their trust, and then you know, retention's kind of gone out the window. (laughs) I
1: would I would also just add to that as well. We've been doing a lot of work with um, bringing on more and more strategic partners, so we know that we do paid social paid search and email marketing really really well they're kind of our main three disciplines and elements of pink Leopard that we you know are a hundred percent in at all times but then there's other elements to marketing and e-commerce that we uh, we don't offer as a solution so it could be web development it could be um, conversion rate optimization things like that that we Once we have a strategic partner that we can refer that business to, it kind of keeps control still within Pink Leopard because we know exactly who's taking over their PR, for example, or their web development because we can then speak to them and make sure that, you know, they're not there to try and take the business offers because we're working together as a team. And I think that's really kind of supported the retention because we've got this whole kind of ecosystem of, of agencies working together rather than silently not knowing each other.
0: Yeah, because it's not like your client's like, well, these people want to do this, but you want to do that,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it just it just helps massively because you're on the same page then. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, we, we've often worked... With brands that have multiple agencies and we try our best to always form a relationship with them because it's in the best interest of the client but sometimes it doesn't work out that way so trying to have that collective early on that you can recommend really kind of supports the the businesses that we work with
0: well thank you for sharing that (laughs) okay so how do you guys generate a consistent flow of leads so or a topic that you want to talk about i know that you guys have mentioned that you outsource some of that Hmm. yeah yeah so
2: our consistent flow of leads for us so we've got we like to have a lot of different irons in the fire and not really not focus on one particular um sort of platform or or area just in case you know um something was to kind of happen or it it doesn't work out anymore. So Facebook ads, we run our obviously, we're a Facebook ads agency. So that, that helps. Um, and that's that's a huge part of our lead source. So we have our own funnel, our ads running to attract e-commerce businesses to us. Secondly, as Adam's already mentioned, partnerships with other agencies um, whereby they don't offer the services that we do, and vice versa. Um, and also we work with a couple of different agencies that do email outreach for us um, because that's not our area of expertise and nobody in the team really has the, the skill set to be able to do so. So there, and then lastly, we've kind of more recently started doing some LinkedIn outreach using automations. So that's a, that's a new one for us. Um, and it's working slowly, but surely. But again, they all, they all bring in varied, quality of leads um and and volumes of leads so that's why why I talk about having quite a few irons in the fire and sometimes during certain periods of the year say like over in December because every man and their dog are advertising on Facebook our lead funnel really reduced um because it became really expensive and lead costs came really high but obviously we had then our other areas that that picked up so we always kind of aim to have four to five different um funnels or avenues to generate leads running at any one point which is
0: smart and like you said right like it's you've just proved it saying that there's going to be seasons where some of those avenues let's say dry up over others yeah absolutely um
2: podcasting is another one we're working on (laughs) right now but um, but to, to build relationships and also yeah I suppose just to kind of become thought leaders as well and and get our our name and, and brand out there a bit more. So yeah that, that's kind of a very new a new thing for us though. But absolutely having just just spreading the risk. We're very much about spreading the risk because we've been burnt <laughs> by uh <laughs> as I said earlier about Facebook ads being our, a channel working with clients.
0: So yeah I think it's I think it's smart to spread risk. I agree. So I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions and I would like to hear the answers from each of you. Laura, Mm -hmm. if you want to go first, what's the best advice you have ever received?
2: Oh, the best advice I've probably ever received is probably that you are your greatest resource. And I say that because I I think I was, I was going through a bit of a difficult spell at the time with, with business when I was a one man band, essentially when I was just contracting and yeah, a mentor had said it to me once that kind of no matter what the situation is, or how difficult it is, you'll always figure it out. And I think I've kind of always just, yeah, it just struck a chord for me at that particular time. And I've just always kind of carried it through then, because it it really does work through business or through life, that you are your greatest resource, and you'll always find the answer to whatever you're looking
0: for. I like it. Adam, what about you?
1: For me, it's uh, more of a a team-focused one, really. So giving your team as much information as often as you can and as soon as you can. So what this does is, by giving it, divulging that information, it means that your employees don't have room to make assumptions or conclusions. So we're extremely honest employers, Laura and I. We give our team information when things are looking good, when things aren't looking so good um, and everything kind of in between. So it ensures everyone's completely aligned with the business and understands our direction um, Because they have all the information at hand, which helps them to make better decisions on the business and to understand, you know, the ebbs and flows that naturally happens with any business. So, yeah, it was something that I learned from... Uh, a company I worked at, what would it be now, maybe seven years ago, it was the CEO said this, and he really kind of stood by it. And he genuinely did give us, you know, as much information as possible. But it created this wonderful culture of people that really cared, because they could, you know, really understand what was happening in the business at that time.
0: And it's nice to be able to, let's say, stop rumours before they happen.
1: Exactly that. And I think when you don't give much information away and a lot of businesses do, and I, I kind of understand it because, you know, you also want to protect your team. But when people do start to spread rumors and then they can spread pretty quickly and then people come up, you know, put two and two together and make five, um, you can then have a little bit of a um, a tricky culture and see people leave. And you certainly don't want that as an employer. So, um, yeah, being upfront and honest right at the very start is is always a positive in my opinion
0: what's the best advice you've ever
1: given Adam it would be that you can't do any more than your best so I appreciate that you know sometimes our team you know they will try their best and and sometimes it doesn't quite work out but if they're giving you know half the performance or they're not you know quite giving it 100% then you know there's you can kind of question that but um Yeah, it would be always do your absolute best because nobody can ask any more of you than that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one. What about you, Laura? (laughs) It's literally exactly the same as Adam's. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best advice you've ever given? I know. Well, it's it's something that was always
2: always instilled in me from my parents. And I think, yeah, as as Adam says, I guess sometimes, you know, we, we may not, achieve what our clients are looking to achieve or you know we we might not kind of reach the goals that we we wanted to um but really then having I think always knowing that that as long as you're you're doing your best and it is something that we kind of say to the team because it, they want to beat themselves up or you know feel really bad about what's happened but if everyone is generally doing their best and you know we've got a, a, a really really expert team who their best is very very good then that is all we can kind of wish for I find myself saying it a lot <laughs> it's going to be one to my uh,
0: my daughter as well <laughs> <laughs> well and I think it's a good one to go for too right because then if let's say things don't turn out the way that you want it, you're not like you said with your team right like you're not going to sit there and mm. get down on yourself about it because you know that you did your best that you tried your best right
2: yeah, exactly. And I th- I think that just sets the standard then for for everything you do
0: is 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 to do your best.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I have appreciated each of you or both sorry, both of you being on with us today. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to share with us? I think well f- for me, I
2: guess the the Sort of people listening and being on the entrepreneurial journey as well is just to remember to enjoy the journey. I think it's really easy to get, you know, caught up in the day to day, and we all have stresses and the highs and the lows. But I think just for us, Adam and I, very grateful people, and you know, we do really try and reflect on the fact that we are really we're kind of where we're meant to be, and we're really grateful of it, and we are really enjoying the, the business journey because you know, if you're not, then kind of why, why are you doing it? So that's just a bit of a philosophical thing I'd like to share.
1: I think that's so true, though. I was I'm literally sat here nodding my head because, yeah, you do have to enjoy the journey and sometimes take that helicopter view. It's very easy to be in the day to day and kind of head down, focusing on, you know, exactly what you've got in front of you. But you do need to take the time out to step back, take that helicopter view, look at where you were last year in comparison to where you are now and where you were five years ago in comparison to where you were where you are now and sometimes take a step back and you know congratulate yourself and say you know well done for coming this far and and look where we can be in a year's time from here and five years and and 10 years from now so yeah I think it's very very similar to Laura you know sometimes take that step back always enjoy the journey as much as possible but you know give yourself some credit for what you've done to to get you to where you are today.
0: I like it well Where can we go to learn more about you guys and what you guys do?
1: So you can go to our website, which is pinkleopard.co.uk, or you can find us on Instagram, which is pinkleopard.uk, or we're also on TikTok, where you'll see Laura giving lots of valuable information there, and it's um, Pink Leopard Agency on TikTok. Well,
0: thank you again so much, guys. Thank Thank you for having having us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i look forward to touching base with you guys in the near future
1: great thanks again Hi, Virginia.
0: <laughs> have a great day guys
1: thank, and you. Bye-bye.
0: thank you so much for joining us today be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and i'll catch you on the next episode